This is the Elite Development Podcast, a show with the aim of helping athletes evolve in every element of their careers through real-world advice and experience. I'm your host, Kenny Dussault. I'm a strength and conditioning coach in Calgary, Alberta, with a singular focus on building better athletes. And now, let's get to the episode. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Elite Development Podcast, the number one show for athletes looking to gain an edge on their opponents and build their dream careers in sport. I'm your host, Kenny Dussel, and today we're talking about results-focused training versus looking good for Instagram. Now, why did I want to bring this one to you guys? So first off, this all stemmed from a conversation that I had with one of my athletes this morning about, you know, teammates or uh, other people that he knows in the combat sports world talking to them about, you know, these like cool workouts they found online and like, oh, you got to try this like new thing that I saw from this random TikTok account. And he always just shuts them down and, you know, he'll see what these people are doing and he'll just laugh and he'll be like, this is dumb. I'm not doing this. And the reason I wanted to get into this one and the reason I specifically wanted to bring this to the podcast is because this is something that's becoming a bigger and bigger trend in the world of combat sports. Uh, in the world of training in general, but, you know, we focus on combat sports here. And so I really wanted to touch on the fact that so many of you guys out there are getting sucked into these cool-looking Instagram workouts that you find instead of actually remembering the focus of training. So first off, we're going to touch on exactly that, the focus of training. And the focus of training, as always, never changes for athletes is to see success in the sport period, to see success in the sport. What do you need to be doing now that is going to give you the best chance to see success in the sport? And if you are keeping that top of mind at all times, you are going to put yourself in the best position to succeed when you are competing. And one thing that I'm seeing a lot of coming out is goofy training trends online, whether Instagram or TikTok, that get a ton of views and unfortunately get a ton of engagement from athletes thinking that they need to try these things. And there's just no reasoning behind them. So I wanted to touch on these things. I'm not going to, you know, go off on any coach out there or anything. I think you all know who you are deep down and maybe you don't think about it consciously deep down. I think you all know who you are, but we see these coaches come out with these exercises that, you know, they're throwing like eight different exercises all together and then filming a video just, and then, blasting it out there as you know this new fancy core stability lower body strength blah 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 exercise when it's just not helpful so if you're an athlete right now and you find yourself getting sucked into that you find yourself you know following a tiktok account or following an instagram account because of you know a cool new drill or a cool new exercise you saw and this can be skill related or strength and conditioning related too by the way then I want you really to listen to this part because what we're going to touch on is how to actually tell whether someone truly has an athlete's best interest at heart or whether they're just trying to go viral on Instagram. And when I was talking to my athlete this morning, we spoke quite a bit about exactly this. And we spoke about how, you know, there are some coaches out there throwing together these ridiculous workouts and calling it a, you know, combat sports conditioning session but then there's nothing about why it's a combat sports conditioning session what they're working on what the goal is what they're trying to improve or 
one of the other things we spoke about was athletes that, you know, in a skill training set, setting are doing these crazy things like, you know, at the end of every practice, they throw 500 kicks from their left leg and 500 kicks from their right leg just so that they can get better at their kicks. But if you're listening to this and saying, well, I do that, why shouldn't I do that? Let me ask you this. How good are those 500 kicks that you're throwing? How good are those 500 kicks that you're throwing on each leg? The chances are the first 20 or the first 30 are good, especially if you're not taking any breaks. After that, it's going to be a steady decline in technique because your body's getting exhausted. So why is it a good thing to just throw 500 kicks for the sake of saying you threw 500 kicks? You're going to get tired. The technique's going to be sloppy and you're going to train your body to move poorly. And so with these training trends, these things that we see athletes doing, the way you can tell whether this is something that you should actually do or whether this is something that is just a goofy training trend on Instagram that you should fucking ignore is simple. There are a couple of different things we're going to touch on. Number one, ask yourself, what does this help? So if you're seeing an athlete doing, you know, some crazy exercise on a balance board and, you know, they're, yeah, some crazy exercise on a balance board where they're balancing, but on top of balancing, they're also, you know, doing something else, whatever. Ask yourself, ask yourself, what does this help? What are you actually improving with this exercise? And a lot of people on a balance board or something like that are going to say, well, they're improving balance. Okay, cool. Do you fight on an imbalanced surface? No. So why are you training on an imbalanced surface? People say, well, you know, the better your balance, then, you know, the more it's going to translate. It's like, but what you're not understanding is that the other thing that is going to translate to improving your balance is improving the strength and stability in your legs. And why do you need a balance board to do that? The chances are, if you're doing squats on a balance board, what that's going to do is that's going to drastically reduce the amount of weight you're actually going to be able to lift properly. It's probably going to take a hit on the form. And in turn, you're going to do shittier squats with less weight and then think that you've improved your balance. Another great way to improve your balance a hell of a lot more is by doing better quality reps with a heavier weight on a flat ground. Because your legs are going to get stronger, your hips are going to get stronger, and in turn, you're going to be better balanced when you step onto the stable surface that you're going to be competing on. So again, ask yourself, what does this help and does it actually make sense? And then what you need to be doing as well is critical thinking. Because a lot of coaches will have reasoning. One of my favorite ones, and I've, said, I've talked about it at length on this podcast before, is running. And I'm not sitting here saying running is bad. I'm not sitting here saying never go running. But what I really want to reinforce when I speak about running is that running is not the ultimate way to train for combat sports. Why? Because combat sports, any kind of fight, shorter duration on the rounds, high explosive pace, followed by complete rest, followed by high explosive pace. Running, one steady pace the whole time through. So if you're running every day, but you're not lifting weights, you're not doing plyos, you're not doing energy system specific conditioning work, you're not training properly, even though you're working hard. I understand that running is hard work. I understand that you're doing a lot. I understand that it's tough to, you know, get through that 10 kilometers, tough to get through that 15K or whatever it is you're doing. 
but you're getting, you're putting in way more work for way less result. And when we come back to the actual point of training, the point of training is to see success in the sport. So why would you not want to take all that time that you're pounding the pavement, putting in that work, bro, and actually get a better result in less time or a better result with less effort? Think about that. Now, again, I know some of you are going to hear me right away and immediately you're going to say, well, you know, fucking guys telling us not to work hard, guys telling us that running is bad. It's like, but if running's bad, then why are my MMA coaches telling me that I should run? And again, running isn't bad. If you enjoy running, go ahead and do it. Just don't be fooled into thinking that it is the way that you're going to build the gas tank of your dreams that's going to allow you to push, your, push the pace on any opponent that you face, because it's not. So you can do whatever the hell you want, but the goal of training remains the same. The goal of training is success in the sport. And so by simply critically thinking about any training technique you see out there, and again, we're going to stick to running because we've been talking about it a little bit already. Think about what you're doing. Okay, I'm going for five 10-kilometer runs every week to prepare for a three five-minute round fight. Okay, well, that's going to be, let's say it takes you 60 minutes every time so that you're going to be running for five hours a week and you're fighting for a total of 15 minutes and you're going to do that for the next eight weeks to get yourself ready for the fight. So five hours of running a week times eight weeks, you're doing 40 hours of running to prepare for a 15-minute fight. And the pace that you're running at is going to be slow and steady and the fight is going to be explosive, relaxed, explosive, relaxed, explosive, relaxed. So just through that simple 30 seconds of thinking, do you see how now the guy's telling you that you need to run 10K a day and posting the Instagram videos of them drenched in sweat out running in the sun? Do you see how that isn't the ultimate way to train? So again, we're talking looking cool for Instagram versus doing shit that's effective. Because after doing this for 15 years, after coaching athletes in some variety or another for 15 plus years now, I can tell you one thing. A lot of training is fucking boring. It doesn't have to be super exciting. And people always want the new trick, the new thing, the new you know exercise that's going to do all this thing. But the truth is you don't need to reinvent the wheel. Now, I make it a very conscious effort to always switching things up for athletes. Because I don't want you doing the same thing week in and week out and week in and week out and week in and week out. And that is its own host of problems. But the goal shouldn't be how many different exercises should I try? The goal shouldn't be how many views is this going to get on fucking Instagram? The goal needs to be success in the sport. So that's one thing that I tell all my athletes when they start training with me. And this is something that you guys can take from this episode as well that you should start really critically thinking about. When you are speaking to your strength coach or when you are putting together your program, scroll to any exercise in that program. Or if you're using a PDF sheet, first, welcome to 2023, get on a fucking app. But second, go to any exercise in that program, point to it and say, why am I doing this? And if you don't have an answer, take it the fuck out. Because if you can't point to an exercise and tell yourself or tell me or tell anyone why this is going to help you improve as an athlete, you shouldn't be doing it. Period. 
You shouldn't be doing it. But so many of you are so concentrated on showing I'm the hardest worker in the room. No one grinds as hard as I do. Look at all this new cool shit I'm doing. Oh, I'm pushing heavier weight. I'm running more miles. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. Meanwhile, you know what the other guys do? You know what your opponent's doing? Recovering. Feeling good. Taking care of his shoulder or knee when it's bugging him. And so when you're coming into the fight, what you're going to have is you're going to have eight weeks of, look how fucking hard I grinded, bro. And they're going to have a healthy body ready to kick the shit out of you. But simply by reframing that in your mind, simply by thinking, asking that question, what is this exercise doing to help me? And then asking that question, asking that question, what is this exercise doing to help me? And then thinking critically, if you get an answer, does that answer actually make sense? Because that's another thing, right? I used to just say, you've got to ask why, but a lot of the time people will have a reason why it just won't be a good reason. You know, I've had that conversation with many people about the running every single day to prepare for fighting. People, I'll, I'll ask why, okay, why is running the best way to do it? And the response I get is, well, you know, it, it helps your mental toughness and on top of your mental toughness, it's really good cardio. So it's really good cardio and it helps your mental toughness. So you should run as much as you can. And I'm like, okay, like I see what you're saying. You're fucking wrong, but I see what you're saying because does running help your mental toughness? Sure. You know what else does? Fighting. You know what else does? Lifting heavy weights. You know what else does? Proper conditioning sessions that are going to help your mental toughness, but also help you compete in the fucking sport. So ask yourself why, and then ask yourself, does this answer make sense? And I'm going to give you another example because we're on a roll here. And this one still blows me away to this day. And I saw it like 18 months ago. I remember seeing a video a while back of a guy who trains hockey players and he had his athletes in the gym wearing skates, doing box jumps to a standing tire. So he had a tire standing on its side and he had his athletes doing box jumps, I guess, tire jumps, landing on it. Now, and they were wearing skates. So let's break it down. They're on an unstable surface because a skate blade when you're doing jumps is not a stable thing for you to be landing on. And they're landing on an unstable surface, a tire that's not flat and it's rolling around. And they're trying to be explosive while doing that. Ask yourself this question. What are you trying to get out of that exercise? Explosive power specific to the sport. You know, they've got skates on. It's got to be specific to the sport, right? So they're trying to get explosive power specific to the sport. Then ask yourself, what is the chances of someone getting hurt doing this exercise? Probably pretty high. And so that's another factor you guys need to think about is risk versus reward. I'm not even going to get into how much I hate the idea of having a hockey player wearing skates in the gym, landing on an unstable surface. But even let's say it was a good exercise. Risk versus reward. The power that you're trying to get can be achieved through a regular box jump. And hockey players are on their skates enough that you don't need more hours on your skates. So the power can be achieved through a way safer exercise. So the one that they're doing doesn't make sense. So that is looking cool for Instagram, getting tons of views. Because when I saw it, it had like 150,000 views on it. Looking cool for Instagram, getting tons of views without a proper explanation as to why it was being done. So obviously that's an extreme example. But what I really want you guys to take away from this is 
don't just blindly follow a program because some guy told you this was the right shit to do. Don't just blindly go run 10 kilometers a day because your MMA coach said that's the best way to get in shape. Like, yeah, they understand MMA, but all the time that they spend training MMA and building game plans and being in the fight gym, strength coaches, when they're actually good at what they do, are spending learning how to build you into a better athlete. And I can tell you the reason that running 10 kilometers a day isn't the answer is because Running is one steady pace, maybe a little bit of an interval, but you're going for a very long time at a much slower pace, whereas lifting weights, doing plyometrics, and then building energy system-specific conditioning sessions to work on are going to be able to better mimic the demands of the sport to help you see better levels of success in the sport. So again, they might tell you, oh, well, you know, this is the best way to get in shape. Why? And they will not have a good answer other than I have other fighters that do it too. Whereas when you ask me why the stuff that I help, I get my athletes doing is a better way to condition yourselves. I can break down the actual science behind what goes into it and the reasons that I have my athletes doing it. So what answer makes more sense? I have other guys doing it too, or here's what's happening in the body and why we need to work on these areas because that's how it's going to help specific to the demands that are placed on your body during, during competition. The second answer, in case you weren't clear. So make sure you're asking yourself, why am I doing this and how is it helping me? And then asking yourself, is that an actual satisfactory answer for the question that I asked? Because people are going to have answers, but the question then becomes, is the answer good? Because if the answer's not good, then it doesn't matter that they had an answer. All right, guys, that's it. That's all. I appreciate you all for tuning in. Those of you who are here live, I appreciate that you're here. I appreciate that you're taking some time to join me on the show. Those who are watching back on the podcast or watching back on the YouTube channel, make sure to share this with a friend, with a teammate, with a coach, with someone who is going to need to hear this message. And then as always, follow me on all those social media platforms, subscribe to my YouTube channel, subscribe to the podcast, all that good stuff. Because we're trying to deliver as much value as possible in every way that we can to help athletes reach the next level in their sports. And we do that through you. We do that through those who are sharing the show. We do that through those who are talking to their friends, talking to their coaches, their teammates about the show. So I appreciate each and every one of you from the bottom of my heart. I'm looking forward to talking to you all again soon. Thank you again for tuning in to another episode of the Elite Development Podcast. If you enjoyed the episode, I would greatly appreciate if you subscribed and left a review for the show. As well, I would love to hear what your biggest takeaways were from the episode. My contact info is linked below. Send me a message and let me know what you thought. As always, I'm your host, Kenny Dusso. Thank you again and see you next time.